Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 20 minutes after 4 o'clock, Jordana Paul David at the helm. Breaking news now. Breaking news we are just learning within the last few moments Former Minneapolis police officers Total, J. Alexander King, and Thomas Lane all found guilty and guys, of I'm gonna, violating. I'm going to jump George. in right now because we do yep. have uh, Professor Rachel Pelos from St. Thomas, who's gracious enough to join us to shed a little light on this. So say hi to ah, Rachel. Well, Correct. great. Professor Pelos, welcome. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Glad to be with you. And of course, you are learning this along with us. The former three Minneapolis police officers are now found guilty in violating George Floyd's civil rights by a federal jury in St. Paul today. So then walk us through the repercussions of this. What are the possible ramifications? How does this change, alter, extend whatever their punishments will be? Well, this is a completely separate trial than the state trial. So they are still going to be facing state murder charges, and that trial will now be able to go forward. Um, But they've been found guilty on all three counts. Uh, And so the first count was that they deprived Mr. Floyd of his constitutional right to be free of the use of unreasonable force. The second count was that they failed to intervene to stop Derek Chauvin's use of unreasonable force. And the third count was that they failed to provide him medical care and willfully failed to aid him. And so this is an across-the-board victory for the government. All three defendants found guilty on all three charges. Professor Pelos, uh, one of the prosecuting attorneys said that each one of those officers made a conscious choice over and over again to basically not intervene. Uh, which which led to the death of George Floyd. We should mention that uh, Derek Chauvin received, what, 22 and a half years, and some people may say, well, we don't know if justice was done. It's it's a good start, but until we know how long the sentence is, I didn't realize this, but the punishment for violating somebody's civil rights can be as much as a life sentence, even the death penalty, depending on the Correct. specific circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's rare, though, mm-hmm. uh, and and chances are, these three officers will will receive lighter penalties than that, correct? Well, uh, they're not going to receive the death penalty because the attorney general has to give advance notice of that. And um, there's never been a case in the history of the United States where the, where, um, uh, the death penalty has been sought where, um, well, I should say, there have been cases where the death penalty has been sought where someone actually dies, but there was no notice given here. Um, so we know they won't be facing that. Um, it's unlikely that they'll be facing life, given that the judge is, is uh, one of the things that he's required to think about when sentencing them is um, 
treating just uh, co-defendants proportionally. And since we already know the sentence that Derek Chauvin is facing is under 25 years, I would expect that these co-defendants would also receive sentences of under 25 years. The judge has to look at something called the United States Sentencing Guidelines to determine the sentence in this case. And it's basically a matrix that um, measures both a defendant's prior criminal history, in this case none, along with the crime. And there's a numerical value assigned to the crime. So I tried to run the numbers for this case, and it looks like the minimum jail term uh, they'll be facing is about 27 months. Um, So just under about three years. Now, again, they they will stand trial in June also for the murder of George Floyd. That is later, and I guess we won't talk about uh, any possible (laughs) um, uh, repercussions of that. But I I do imagine that the sentences, do you have any idea if they could run concurrently, if they have to run consecutively for whatever happens in June? And I understand that that's in the future. Yes, um, it's quite possible that the sentences will run concurrently, particularly because Uh, We know that Derek Chauvin has asked to serve his time in a federal institution. Uh, And so um, we know already that that he's facing a a sentence that involves somewhat concurrent time. It doesn't, the sentences don't completely overlap, but that was part Mm -hmm. of what he was seeking. And one of the things that his lawyer claimed was that, you know, he would be a target in prison uh, and he would be more likely to be protected in a federal institution than a state institution. So uh, I, th- I think um, for for those who watched the videotape of, of Mr. Floyd dying, we are very slowly seeing the wheels of justice come to bear uh, on this case. And again, we should remind people, if you're just tuning in right now to CCO, uh, a, a jury of 12 has just rendered their verdict, and it's guilty. Uh, for all three former police officers who were involved in George Floyd's death. Uh, They were all found guilty of violating his civil rights. Uh, Prosecutors had argued that the three men, again, consciously chose not to intervene as Derek Chauvin uh, had his knee on George Floyd's neck and that they violated their training juror by not giving him medical care and they said well they were deferring to Derek Chauvin you know he was uh, the officer in charge at the scene but apparently uh, the jury was not buying that that's right and and they showed what's called deliberate indifference to his medical needs as Derek Chauvin knelt on his neck now um, Rachel Paulos is with us Professor Rachel Paulos of of St. Thomas Uh, the jurors also found two of the officers Tao and King guilty of an additional charge for failing to intervene to stop Chauvin Lane did not face uh, that extra charge and was that because when he testified he claimed that he or or maybe this was obviously before uh, for the charges were made he claimed that he asked Chauvin to reposition Floyd, that he did try to intervene. Is is that what saved him from facing this extra charge? Well, we don't know the, the exact reasons for the prosecutor's decision on that case, but we do know that Lane had two factors that were in his favor. Is One, he alone of the group asked or appeared to be asking um, the others to move Mr. Floyd, to turn him over. And secondly, he had very little seniority. He he had just come on the job, um, and Chauvin was the ranking officer on the scene. So 
he alone of the, the four seemed to recognize the dire position that Mr. Floyd was in and said something um, that I think could be construed to, to uh, suggest that he wanted to intervene. That he wanted to intervene. So intent mattered mm-hmm. here, and I guess the jury took that into account. We were we were talking about that right before you came on, uh, whether they mm-hmm. intended to help George Floyd. And uh, what kind of precedent is there for this? Have you seen a case like this in the past, and how did it play out? Well, we do have a number of these police brutality cases that are now being charged by the United States Department of Justice, for the most part, unsuccessfully. And I think that one of the things that we've talked about for, before is that the George Floyd case really did change the world. It really did change how we view police interactions with the community, the use of reasonable force, the need to resort to deadly force and the recognition of that. I mean, in this case, the, the facts were uh, much, much stronger than in the typical case, including because we had active bystanders taping the incident and themselves attempting to intervene. Um, it seemed that everybody recognized what was happening to Mr. Floyd, except the four officers on the scene, or if they did recognize it, that they were willfully indifferent to his needs. So la- last question, Professor Paulos, and thank you so much for joining us on short notice with your perspective. It is greatly appreciated. Apparently, uh, Judge Magnuson asked jurors, to view the evidence in light of what a, quote, reasonable officer at the scene would have done without the benefit of 2020 hindsight. And apparently, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize this, it violates the Constitution for any police officer to fail to intervene if he had knowledge that the force was unreasonable and the ability to help. Uh, Does does this... um, ring a bell for you again this is all news to me but but th- these were the final instructions that uh, the judge gave the jury yes and these instructions have been developed over time because of the increasing number of prosecutions that the department is bringing the department of justice as well as local and state uh uh entities and the supreme court has also spoken on what the standard should be so that reasonable officer language that you read Um, and what he should have known under the circumstances, that also comes from the United States Supreme Court. So there is a body of law that has been developed, is developing, uh, and um, the unique thing about this case is that the same words are being applied by jurors now to vindicate the cause of of people who have died at the hands of police, whereas Mm -hmm. that was not necessarily the case 10, 15 years ago, and I think we're seeing a major cultural shift in our country um, with this case and with this with a series of prosecutions, both state and federal. Hmm. Okay. Uh, just one more quick question. There, I have so many. <laughs> uh, as we mm-hmm. mentioned, the three officers are going to have a state trial in June on the charges of aiding and abetting in the killing of George Floyd. Uh, that was pushed back so we could have this trial, which was a federal trial first. They have pleaded not guilty to the charges of aiding and abetting. Do you think this will change their plea in any way? I would hope that they would think about the toll that this takes uh, on the community, on the family of Mr. Floyd, on all the people who would have to be involved in the trial. But they certainly have a constitutional right to go to trial, and they have a right to contest the state's evidence 
Um, but certainly they are going to be having discussions with, with their attorneys, with their attorneys on the state side about whether or not it makes, uh, it's in their best interest to go forward to a trial because there are costs to a trial, not necessarily monetary costs, but, um, costs in terms of a possible increased sentence if they go to trial and particularly if they take the stand and if the judge finds that they're not truthful on the stand. Um, if all of those uh, factors are found by a judge, they could be facing more severe sentences than if they accepted a plea deal. So all of that, it's a, it's a good question in that um, you've asked, both of you have asked great questions on the spot during a rapidly developing situation to think about um, the the factors that now have to be prominent in the minds of these defendants and of their families and of counsel, because they still have decisions to make going forward. St. Thomas Law Professor Rachel Palos, you've given us a lot to unpack. And uh, again, thank you so much for joining us on short notice with your uh, context and perspective and analysis, stuff you can't get from an app, even the Odyssey app. We can get from you. So thank you for, for <laughs> thank you, weighing professor. in today. Appreciate it, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Have a good afternoon. You too. Yeah, thank you, Professor. You know, this I mean, this has been fascinating and tragic and all of those things it, happening in our backyard. It was really uh, the experience heard around the world, and it's caused such an awakening, I think, globally. Uh, one thing the um, assistant U.S. attorney said during closing arguments said that this wasn't a split-second decision, like a gunshot or a mistake. They said that the officers chose not to intervene. It wasn't 30 seconds. It wasn't a minute. It was nine minutes. And right. and I think that spoke to the intent of the other officers. And I know if I was sitting on that jury, that would have been very powerful for me to yeah. hear as well. Nine minutes is a long time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.